If he could learn to love another and earn her love in return by the time the last petal fell, then the spell would be broken. If not, he would be doomed to remain a beast for all time. As the years passed, he fell into despair and lost all hope. For who could ever learn to love a beast? Welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 141, the comic book show that is a form of ugliness so intolerable that we have to alter it every six months. <laughs> Apologies to Oscar Wilde. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. In this issue, Marvel's Secret Wars begins. Maybe we should continue keeping it a secret. <laughs> Plus, tis the season to be announcing and cancelling the next season of television. Series will live, series will die, and who will survive? <laughs> also, an image featuring Harley Quinn and eight other people was released <laughs> online this week. We make it our talking point. Then it's more convergence, the Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D and more and what we've been reading and watching plus our kick-ass pick of the week Fashion Beast by Alan Moore Malcolm McLaren and Anthony Johnston with art by Facundo Picursio this is Behind the Panels Any excuse for a bit of Bowie, really. <laughs> we should mention, because we didn't get to mention because we did the live show last week and where I completely forgot to say our names at the start of it. <laughs> we should mention uh, that was a brand new theme. It was. At the top of the show. We, we, we debuted it last week and you might have heard it if you heard the Mike Grell interview as well. Uh, but that Oh, was- is that out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn. Sorry. I've That's been dying it, uh, to hear that. <laughs> Behindthepanels.net. There's, 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 there's a little site that you might want to keep, uh, keep following. It's uh, behindthepanels.net. What's no, that? I name, just had a, Behindthepanels.net. I've had an excellent site. I've had a crazy busy week. I haven't uh, had time. Haven't we all? Oh, yeah, yeah. this, is, this is like this nexus of busyness. For Lucky sure. I had quiet nights at work. <laughs> I was able to read Fashion Beast there. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's actually well, over a few nights. It was a long read. Like, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. It's a long read, but it's a fast read. Too, I found. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we'll talk about that more in in the second half of the show. Damn, uh, I'm just really happy. I have something to listen to on my drive home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, David, who was? Do we, can we remember the name of the composer of our new theme? It's uh, John Williams. It's, it's uh, <laughs> 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 interestingly enough. Uh, it's George M. <laughs> I would like him. I would like him to write to us because I don't actually have his That's name. That's what Vangelis has been up. Ant Cahill, who actually redid the uh, theme for Geek, actually, yes, it's his brother. So we can assume it's somebody Cahill. <laughs> I would assume it's somebody Cahill, and I will yeah. get his exact name for the next show. I feel horrible that I don't have that name. Um, but yeah, his you brother, are horrible. His brother composed that for us. No, it's an amazing um, theme, and there is a link in our show notes uh, that is to their site. What I love about the theme is that it's 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 kind of because our old theme was basically Apple Loops. It was a loop, yeah. um, and so this. This is kind of 
got the spirit of that theme, but you know, when we've thrown in the old sound clips yeah, just yeah, to keep yeah. some continuity, but it, it, oh god, I love our new it's theme, it's big, yeah, I love it. And we, uh, of course, we and should, it's ours, and it's ours. We, we should, yeah. we should actually give, also give a shout out, uh, to our audience, uh, particularly those who came along last mm. week mm. to our live show. We had so many of our friends come along, yeah. uh, particularly, uh, John D and John Hammond, uh, who came all the way from Newcastle to come and watch the show. And John D, of course, if you've listened to the last two weeks' episode, appeared on the show. Mm. But people like uh, Mary Amber and Patrick, her partner, came along. My my friends Alex and Alex ooh, came ooh. along as well. So I actually had two Davids, two Alexes, and two Johns <laughs> in the room for the first time ever. And one of the architects of the whole baby baby day phenomenon came along. Jao came along. Jao came well. along. Mario was there. <laughs> Delta Knight. A good friend. Yeah. Well, Delta Knight oh, wasn't no. there. Delta Knight wasn't there, there, but Digital, Digital Angel was Digital there. Digital Angel. I finally got to meet Digital Angel, who's been a long-term listener. And, of course, our good friend Snake Isles, Matthew White, <laughs> was there as well. And, uh, and many others, many mm. others as well. Thank you all for coming along. We it had was, a really cool turnout. I was really happy. It was actually. it was one of the best live yeah. shows we've done. Mm. And uh, we should mention, I guess, uh, while we're on the topic of live shows, uh, just at the top of the show now, uh, that the due to some 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 niggling around with with Oz Comic Con and just some 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 mixed communications, we probably won't be doing the Oz Comic Con Melbourne show. Oh, we need a clip on the sandwich. Oh, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, still, <laughs> we still intend to do the Oz Comic Con Sydney show, but what yeah. we might do that weekend instead. Just so is, people understand, there's been a lot of uh, uh, things happen happening behind Look, the scenes. Basically, so. there's, 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 <clears throat> our contact has changed, mm. and we're kind of just renegotiating. We're kind of yeah. rebuilding. It hasn't, it hasn't been exactly like an FU and FU. No, 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 no. We're still that, on good so speaking yeah. terms with. In fact, that they did offer us a show, but it's just that we couldn't get uh, together uh, a program in time. Given you know we're now but we have until September out. to get Sydney organized, so we will get Sydney absolutely. Organized. So those of you who have donated, thank you. Uh, if you want to let us know by email what you'd like, we, we we're happy oh, to no, refund. No, I'll just refund. We them. can That's refund fine. that money unless you specifically say to us, no, keep it for something else. But. Um, for now, uh, we're going to refund you that money, so don't worry. We will be getting that back to you. But thank you, everyone who did that. Um, anyway, we really appreciate it, and we will still be doing live shows, so don't you worry. This is episode 141. We're plowing along to 150 soon. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this a while, kids. We have. Um, so uh, I think it's time to get into some of the uh, what we've been reading. But before we do that, we are doing a fashion-related pick this week. And, uh, you know, young girls in fashion have been catered to in the toy market for a very long time. Paper not included. Come on. Come on. <laughs> where do you, they're just girls. Where do you expect them to get paper from? They don't have money. They can't buy it themselves. No, I actually spoke to... Uh, Fashion uh, face. Oh, oh. I, I think I heard that wrong. Oh. I, oh, oh. I think you did hear oh. that wrong. It was the, <laughs> no, it was the 70s. It wouldn't have <laughs> it would, it's, it's fine. We've, we've solved sexism now, but it's... it's Apparently uh, there was a study that said we did. Did you see that? Oh, really? Um, I, I was, it was almost in the show notes for Geek, actually, and I'll get more details 
details, but basically this study came out saying, actually, there is no more sexism. No, we've got Joss Whedon now. It's got, it's got, <laughs> and it was like, and in, in the process of this article, they're basically saying, I think these researchers are a little out of touch. Yeah. I spent so much all time. Men. Can I say, I, I spent so, uh, way more time than I want to disclose reading about that Joss Whedon thing. Oh, man. man. We're not going to get into it on this show. I must have read over t- and 2,000. I, the times. only thing I want to say about it is like, Jeremy Renner stopped speaking. Oh, wait, what? I, I, I didn't hear anything oh, about that. Oh, we'll talk about clue you in yeah, after okay, the show, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. somewhere along the line in, in, in the in the in the PR circuit, somewhere he's he's gotten his he's his wires crossed, yeah. I think. And he's doubled down on a previous comment he's made. But I'm now keeping you in anticipation, mm. aren't I, Dave? Uh, but <laughs> uh, we we, we want to whip through this because it's it's late on a Mother's Day evening and we all wanna go and eat something after mm. this. And these boys have just recorded a seven hour geek action. <laughs> so it's actually uh, a relatively short one uh, this week. Yeah, I, I'm just coming in raring to go. I just got here. What's so really funny is the, the, the gig actually was actually proceeded with at the very last minute going, I think we need to rewire all the computers. <laughs> I know I've got a brand new computer sitting in front of me. I don't know what's going on. And uh, this, I don't know who this is next to me. <laughs> we rewired the hosts. Yeah. I think his name's Cuban. <laughs> Something I don't know. But let's get into some what we've I been. I shall remain in the shadows. Is this, no, reading. We haven't done reading, reading yet, reading, have reading. we? No. <laughs> let's do that. Where? Looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Oh, man. I got to say, I was a little behind this week and I finally caught up on a bunch of stuff. So I haven't read everything this week and I certainly haven't read everything that's on that list in front of me. But we should probably start with Secret Wars, right, Dave? Mm. Now, After I finish Scarlet Witching. <laughs> yeah, Dave's, Dave's just voguing out Scarlet Witch style sitting next to me here. It's, it's, it's not remotely distracting at all. <laughs> but uh, you said to me on the way out, and despite my, my comment that I made in the in the top of the show, I mm. didn't mind it too much, but you quite like this because you, you're a Hickman fan. You're yes. a massive Hickman yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so much of a fan that I didn't read the whole of his run. <laughs> no, no, I stopped no. at a second. I, I didn't stop out a hate or anything like that. I just stopped just. just too many comic books to read because there's too many um, words. Yeah. I, I, wor- I worry. <laughs> too about, many um, books. Too yeah. many. I did. Books. No, I just meant in the too Hickman many books. books <laughs> too many. It takes a lot to no, but make I did, a uh, stew. <laughs> <laughs> I did make an effort though to try and catch up to Secret Wars, but then um I kind of slowed down on that um when the Zero issue came out. Yeah, yeah. Because the Zero issue just kind of brings you right up to date yeah. w- without needing Which to. Which is the free about- comic book day book. Yeah, yeah, the free comic book day book exactly. And um yeah, I just really liked Secret Wars. It's actually not a bad thing. That the, the only issue I have with it is the timing of the release, and it's like because it's like two universes fighting. One will live, one will mm. die, and there's a dome. Yeah. <laughs> now, where like, have I heard that yeah. before? It's like, seriously, guys? Like, DC are five weeks into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they're only five but weeks But didn't they rip it off? Move. <laughs> but what I want to see is like yeah. post, post-convergence, like DC is doing publishing Iron Man. Wait. So, <laughs> then, wait. so, so pre-post-convergence. <laughs> Pre-post-convergence. Pre-post-convergence. Hey, pre post convergence world Pre-post-convergence would be convergence, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, but like, um, like so I, I haven't- Divergence. Um, and, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read like the- Previous Secret Wars um, and the Battle World that they've done before no. years ago, but from my understanding, uh, um, this has got nothing to do with it. Yeah, no. yeah. Like my understanding is that was very cosmetic. The changes over yeah. there it was wasn't anything. Well, this deep, is whereas this that, is a real kind of that Secret yeah. Wars was basically an all star brawl. Yeah, and and this one is 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 the same kind of concept except they're aiming to end the Marvel universe with it. And we heard, and this is. 
kind of a spoiler for the end of this issue, but it's not. We need not to talk about the end of the issue. We, we kind of really no, do. No, yeah, we have to. Do because we? Yeah. No, we have to talk yeah, about yeah. it because the, the announcement when they announced this book mm. ages ago, they actually said this in the press and release. And let's face it, it's been on every single news article oh, everywhere anyway. And, like and they're blowing it for you. No, in but headline. remember ages ago I played that audio clip? Yeah, yeah. And, and actually in that audio clip they said at the end of issue one, the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Marvel Universe are over. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Hmm. The you final know? page is actually like just, it's a gravestone. It just it's, says, it just uh, says rest in, yeah, yeah, Marvel Universe there, 1961 yeah. to 2015, the Ultimate Universe 2000 to 2015. Mm. And, and that's I, it. And, and I, I kind of of the view that like the Marvel Universe has been kind of bogging itself up with like insane ridiculous continuity at, at the moment like it has gotten very yeah. massively convoluted and the holes they have to dig themselves out of are just like ridiculous like with everything that's happening with the X-Men as mixed as, as people have found I mean I've kind of leaned toward the enjoyed the Bendis X-Men stuff and maybe the later point it starts to get a bit heady but like where they've taken the Guardians where they've taken the Avengers what mm. the whole Fantastic Four debacle because that's like, over um, now. That ended. Yeah, point, like where they it? just yeah. took forever to release it out and then they never really finished it properly. Fraction left before the run was over and all this nonsense that was going on. The How confusing Infinity was. Yeah. Like like for us, it was it was digestible, <laughs> but Infinity really kind of made everything really hard. Infinity was you know, really easy. You like just they, had to have an enormous at, whiteboard yeah. with bits of string and chalk and, you know. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time, like you've got, you've got like Peter Parker went AWOL. You had... um. Otto Octavius replaced Peter Parker. They br- they had the Spider Verse event. Like things mm-hmm. were nuts for like a couple of years here at Marvel with Marvel. Now they took four out of the picture. They replaced it with the female four. They That's took right. Captain America out of the picture. They had the Falcon the cap. Falcon play cap. Um, like just the the massive amounts of convolution. Like and on top of this, like you've got the Marvel movies coming out, and there not being any real symmetry with the movies and the comics. And I think a reboot is, is actually a really cool thing because if, if secret wars, they're going to go, let's cherry pick the Marvel characters we want. And so maybe we'll have like the original X-Men team, like come back in. No, you don't think so? No, we're no. At, we've already seen a hint of what's coming because we saw yeah. the all new Avengers, which yeah. is Miles Morales, Spider Man with female Thor with Cap. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I guess so. We you did. Know, we've too, seen didn't it. We? We've I didn't seen think it. About we've that. already seen the preview of what's yeah, to come. That's true. It is no less complicated that's afterwards very true. I didn't than think it about is going to be before. My initial impression was that they were going to, because I don't know what's coming. Obviously, like I had this idea, like because I think. We talked about it once that Civil Wars coming again, and we'll see like what, what all the, the Secret Wars titles. The are, difference between yeah. and this this is where it gets very much like the DC event, but very much like Convergence. Rather than actually just picking up all the heroes and plonking them on Battle World, they're picking uh, heroes from different eras. Mm. So, like you know, the Civil War era or the Spider Verse era, or you know, Old Man Logan era, or whatever. You know, so. Um, you are actually getting an almost identical thing to Convergence, so which is, which makes an interesting comparison because Convergence Five came out this week, which mm-hmm. was also a very frustrating issue, um, yeah. and it had all its tie-ins came out, and like, and I and I got to emphasize this because it is a really, really hard slog doing all the tie-ins. I think like the just pick the characters yeah. you want to read at this point. Yeah, sorry, look, I, I just I can't can, do we, them can I just anymore. button on my Secret Wars? <laughs> yeah, rant, sorry, rant quickly. Sorry, like um. Cause just because you bring up Convergence, it's a really cool thing to, to discuss the difference because like, I feel that Marvel's going to like not reboot it but unboot what they've done. Like They're going to just like get it back to the, the 616 in a weird yeah. way by RIPing the 616. It, it seems you know? that way and it's kind of like... Because the 616 is not at the moment what it once was. No, and yeah. it, it is convoluted and there's no... 
Like it's hard, as you said, it's hard for mm. a new reader to pick up a comic and and let's face it, like you know, of the millions of people who just went into Rage of Ultron in the last couple of weeks, mm. it's hard for the new audiences who who might come off the back of that to walk into a comic book store and go, oh, which why which does which have wings? Where, yeah. where do I read? Why is the Falcon yeah. Captain America? What am I? Who do I read I think, now? I think like the way, you know? the way I, I I've just been looking at it in my mind now is like the it's like. Um, a painting and it's like a restoring an old painting mm. I think Marvel's restoring an old painting whereas DC's like just painting the, the thing white and they're going to go we'll figure out what to paint on it after yeah you could be right there although yeah. with DC uh, I, I, it's really weird because their post the divergent stuff seems to be a weird mixture of reboot and continuation I don't know exactly what they're doing although in Justice League 40 last week which we didn't get a chance to talk about they seem to acknowledge that all of their continuity exists now, mm. like every crisis, yeah, which, every reboot. Which you just which told is me nuts. before, which like hurt my brain. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and it, it, it is nuts because that's even more convoluted than it was pre-crisis, pre-flashpoint, uh, and all that sort of stuff. So I I don't know what's going on there. Um, oh, was there anything new that came out this week that we want to talk about beyond those two big big titles? Can I just tell you that the, the book that has actually fascinated me the most out of this week yeah. was actually a dynamite book, which was actually so- Swords of Sorrow. This is the Gail Simone book. It's a Gail Simone book. And the reason why it fascinates me is because Dynamite keeps doing this. They take all of these female characters that they have licensed. So you've got mm. your you've got your Red Sonja. Oh, this is the crossover. And they yeah, cross yeah, them all yeah, yeah, over. Yeah. And even though they don't even exist in the same time periods, they did it once before with Prophecy. And yeah, now, yeah, yeah. And now they've done it again. Now, this time they've got Gail Simone writing. So there's a little bit more to it than that. But it's just, it always fascinates me. That it's almost like it's almost like Dynamite is saying, we want to play with this kind of concept too. <laughs> but they mm. don't, but they don't actually have enough people within the same time frame to actually make it work properly. Uh, I'm very curious to see how Gail Simone goes along with this. Because everyone's doing the, the the shared universe. Now, Valiant's getting a shared universe yeah, yeah. that's happening there. I'm surprised Image haven't worked out a way to do, yeah. like, you know, Saga meets Revival meets... Well, they did uh, Chew meets Revival. Oh, they, they did. They, they, yeah. used to, they used to do stuff like Spawn meets Cerebus and all that. All that. <laughs> I want to see Spawn I turn up in stuff. Saga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how awesome would that be? That and then. Be Oh, yeah. that'd just be brilliant. And then I don't know, get everyone in. Get get like, you know, <laughs> just put all Laramie's voice in the dark crosses <laughs> over with there at one point. No, Revi- put, Revival put- crosses with Walking Dead. <gasps> crosses with Saga. Yes. <laughs> with a little bit Keep of going. with a little bit of uh, of little big man's plane. And throw in <laughs> Do they do God loves astronauts? Because uh, I, 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 want, I want God Loves Astronauts in the saga world. <laughs> nah, put, I don't care if, if they're not in the same publishing house. Make put, this happen. Get IDW put, to do it. Put all the other image non-saga books into saga. And yeah. they, they can all get a bump, I guess. It'll just be, just be yeah. one long saga. Yeah. Oh, and you've got to throw in sex criminals yep. and sex yep. in there. Absolutely. Just just get it. Just, oh. well, I think sex criminals and sex are, are a match made in heaven, quite frankly. I think <laughs> yeah. it'll be, <laughs> be sex slash criminals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. The one thing I want to quickly mention as well before we get off books um, is that DC also released with their Diver- uh, convergence titles this week, a bunch of divergence previews, which is like the post-convergence stuff. And some of these were like issue 41. Uh, so like the Green Arrow one, which is quite interesting. And they've got Green Arrow on a, on a um, you know, motorbike on the, on the cover, on the digital cover, um, sort of like heading up to Anchorage, Wolverine style. You know, it's, you know, I'm just trying to find myself and getting involved with some stuff. <laughs> my, my mate sort of, texted me and said what have they done or posted my Facebook wall Eamon if you're listening hi um, 
and just said, it's like Green Arrow meets Ghostbusters. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Is Arrow like, renumbering? Re, no, Arrow is continuing its numbering. Continuing. Okay. But you got some of the, the really interesting ones. If there was ever a book in the DC lineup that needed to have a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> it's Arrow. They, they've just like, but the, the ones I really want to mention are the three, three of the new titles that are launching. Omega Men, uh, which is interesting because it's kind of a Kyle Rayner book. Um, and you get a real teaser in there. Of it's written by Tom King with with art by uh, Barnaby Bagenda, um, and it's it's kind of a cool little setup. It's like it's all tiny panels, and the whole thing's done a point of view interrogation thing. And you kind of it looks as though Rainer's about to get killed at the end of it, and sort of leaves us on a cliffhanger. So I'm I'm kind of curious. That's one of the new titles, Amiga Men. Uh, fascinating new title, kind of uh, from the people that brought you the trillionaires, right. uh, the green team. Oh, because we, we uh, needed those. <laughs> Mark Russell and Ben Coldwell are doing Prez, which is a return to another 70s, 80s concept of the first teenage president. Uh, uh, the first president elected. Well, thank God, because I thought you were going to say they were bringing back Uncle Sam. Wait for it. The first president elected by Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. And I, I would read the hell out of this book. And it is definitely it's definitely the Batgirling of the DCU, but it's done really well because they, they have like now Anonymous have an official delegation at the UN. And there's this great <laughs> scene where they turn up and then and the guy, because it's, you know, the UN, there's security, goes, ID please. And they all just look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, got a, it's got a nice sense of humor. I really like that. And the other one I want to quickly mention is of oh, this, this, this Starfire, which is written by Parmiot and Connor. And that's fun. It's about her trying to start a new life and deciding where she wants to live and going around and asking everyone advice. And the only person who gives her decent advice is uh, Superman because he's the only other alien I living. A, I read a few preview pages. Yeah. It looks and, really good. Yeah, and it is fun. And she ends up, the the, the seems to be the story is gonna, she's going to move to Key West right, and, and start <laughs> her new life there. So that'll be the basis thing. But finally, Section 8, which is the Garth Ennis yes. uh, book uh, with John McRae's art. This is a revival of the old thing. And he seems to kind of almost picked it up from from where he left off in a lot of ways because <laughs> they go and find Dog Welder, who, yes, is the character who welds dead dogs to the face of his <laughs> victims. And they said, didn't you die? And he goes, yeah, but he's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it's Dog Welder, man. Of course he's here. And it, it, it is just absolutely nuts, this book. And I cannot wait to read a full series of this because this is just going the full Ennis. Yeah, you know, right. this is this is like the Garth Ennis we haven't seen in ten years. You know, and I really, really want to see. I can't wait to read this. So that, we've got that to look forward into in June. June. So okay. yeah. So I, I think next week there's also a Red Hood and Arsenal one, and there's a Green Lantern uh, one that I think you got to make put sure out. you really enunciate that title. Which one? Red Hood. And- Red Hood and Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they look kind of fun. And uh, so we got that. And I think next, I think all throughout this month, there'll be like previews of, of like June titles right. coming out while Convergence finishes up. So and they finish their move too. So like, don't don't worry, we've we've got new content coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's happening there. Uh, I think we have to to mention uh, very quickly. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 long. Because goddamn, what a week for television. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? We can we start this with a. Of Shield because yeah. the ending of that episode was a shocker. I did not mm. see that coming no. at all, and I makes I just cannot wait for this next episode. No, like and next episode, uh, from what I understand, is going to be a two parter, mm. 
and we will be doing that as Epic of the Week next week. Yes. So, uh, so uh, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really going into <clears throat> some exciting places. And, uh, boy, a year ago, could we imagine ourselves saying that? Anyway, yeah. Oh, but- look, I, this second season has been the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's, it's tied in closely to the uh, – and, you know, without, without sort of, you know, burying the lead for next week's episode, it's, it's tied into – the movie's really well. It has spun its wheels a few weeks in a row when they've been waiting for Age of Ultron to come <laughs> out and stuff. But the Inhuman stuff and everything is just built up to such an amazing crescendo. Uh, and you know the fact that you've got um, Kyle MacLachlan and and all the, and and Pat Oswalt and all these great actors just wander and now um, oh. Battlestar guy. Oh yes, um, uh, almost. Um, uh, Edward James, almost. almost. These three actors, virtually all, just wandering in and out of the same, you know, episode. It's like, well, what am I watching? This yeah. is <laughs> this is twenty first century television. You know, this is amazing. Uh, but uh, the Flash uh, was Gorilla Grodd this week. Not God, Grodd. I gotta oh. say, I, I haven't watched any of the Flash yet, but I saw the image, yeah. and I like lost my mind. Yeah, look, like it's. I, I kind of, I was, I was in two minds about this. It's a, like on one, one hand, I'm kind of like, yeah, this works in a comic book, you yeah, know, of course, and and it doesn't work as well on screen. I think you know because the CG is television CG, so it's it's it's. They, a, they actually pulled it off fairly well though by keeping him in the dark. They I mean, do the, a pretty good job, <clears throat> yeah. I have to say. And and when they first introduce him, it's through Clancy Brown. This being Mr. Krabs, Mr. Yeah. Krabs, or or the Kurgan, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you prefer, because he, he was very Kurgan with his deep voice. That's then, true, yeah. you know, and just being controlled by him. So got the whole mind control thing there. So basically, they have a psychic gorilla running I, around can, can in I a TV say, show, and I'm like, they're doing this. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> all know? I'm going to say about the episode is, Grod doesn't like bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Best scene, yeah. No, that was that kind of redeemed it. The only thing I really didn't like is like, and this is not a spoiler, but the final scene where he kind of jumps out, jazz hands, yeah. And it's sort of, that was like a tag at the end. It was a tag know? at the end, and I kind of thought, oh, it's a bit on the nose, but um, I, look, I thoroughly Alien did jazz hands, so I can't grow. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Though. We've waited all season. Well, actually, we've waited. Yeah, we've waited all season to see Grodd. And I thought that was going to be the finale, but no, apparently every rogue that they've introduced so far will be the finale of that <laughs> show. So that's going to be amazing. We've got one more Flash, two more Arrow to go. So our plan is to do a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next week and then an Arrow slash Flash show the week after that yep. um, because they'll all converge, as it were. And we're going to get, um, if all goes to plan, we're going to get uh, JD in the studio mm. uh, for the first time. So that, that is will a be. I'm very much looking for that. I'm a little bit behind on iZombie, but it finishes up next week. We've got three season finales next week: Agents of Shield, Arrow, and iZombie. So it's going to be a hell. Of, and then I don't know what I'm going to do with my life after that. Get a read break. comics. Yeah, get a break yeah. and read some you know? comics. You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and, been, and catch up on all the things we did. Well, um, and when we hit the news headlines in a second, we're going to talk about the ton of new shows that have been greenlit or Ooh. renewed. I don't know when we're going to have time to do anything next year. So. Should, it's going to be a lot of television. Shall watching. we get into some news headlines? Sure. Oh, before you do, did you have anything to say about Arrow? Oh, Arrow, not, yes. I have not watched this week's Arrow, so don't spoil. It's but. no, no. It's it. This is a this is a great week. It's another one of those weeks where it's like, how are they going to get out of this? That's how I felt about the last few, actually. It the the, look, the without spoiling too much, it's a it's Ollie's gone rogue basically at this stage and. And it's just a really fascinating story, what they've done with it. And there is an all-out fight. We're going to talk about an image later that has a, a female villain in it. Um, it's uh, Arrow's beaten them to the punch. Right. Uh, and it's just amazing. There's just this great sort of brawl at the end of this episode that I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was watching this on TV show. And it's like the only thing I have is like 
the Adam is now fully Iron Man. He, he's flying around, he's taking got, out planes. He's, he's, got, he's gone full Iron Man. He's gone full he? Iron Man. He's gone full Stark. <laughs> Let's see. He's a billionaire who built a suit of armor. I wonder. If that's check, check, out. check, check. <laughs> billionaire, philanthropist, playboy. He Pretty is. Much, yeah. He is. The only he's, difference is he's uh, eternally optimistic about everything. Hi. Yeah, and, he, and he's, a little, he's not quite the, as confident as Tony Stark. No. He's he's but he, though he did nail Felicity, so that's true. And you know, the points in my book for that. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> high five, Ray. high five, Ray. <laughs> uh, but there's a little bit of news about his uh, future on television coming up soon as well. So I think, it, it, without any further ado, we should get into the news headlines. America's Civil War has begun production, Yay. confirming the addition of Martin Freeman, Paul Rudd, William Hurt, Chadwick Boseman to the entire remaining Avengers cast. Wow. Meanwhile, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely will pen the two-part Avengers Infinity War, which will be the first Marvel film shot entirely for IMAX. That's exciting. Warner Brothers Pictures has plans to bring Jerry Dugan and Phil Noto's six-issue Image Comics miniseries The Infinite Horizon to the screen. Fox has picked up the Vertigo-inspired Lucifer to series, starring Tom Ellis as the titular Bored and unhappy Lord of Hell. The pilot will be directed by Len Wiseman and is backed by Jerry Bruckheimer Television. The CW has given its third DC Universe TV show a name. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends will kick- <laughs> of Tomorrow. <laughs> we'll kick off with Brandon Routh, Katie Lotz, Wentworth Miller, Dominic Purcell. Uh, Ciara Renee, Arthur Darville, and more in fall 2015. What a cast. Deep breath. CBS has officially ordered a full season of the upcoming Supergirl series, although the number of episodes has not yet been released. I'd like to see the pilot. Mm. iZombie has been renewed by the CW for a second season, with the first season concluding on May 19th. The ABC in the US has confirmed that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be renewed for a third season, while Agent Carter will see Hayley Atwell return for second year. Yes! Sony PlayStation <laughs> Network has renewed the Brian Michael Bendis-inspired powers for a second season as well. Be nice if we actually got, got that here. Got it here in Australia, yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman has confirmed that after 17 years, the third solo Wolverine film will be his last outing as the Hairy Mutant. And Brian Singer has revealed that the X-Men Days of Future Past Rogue Cut will hit DVD and Blu-ray on July 14th, including a previously deleted subplot involving Anna Paquin's Rogue. Get it? Rogue Cut? Uh, no. You have to explain <laughs> it to me. Uh, finally, it's time for uh, this week's Talking Point. Talking Point. Talking Point. So uh, a photo was released of Harley Quinn and eight other people this week, <laughs> according to the internet. This is we never really talked about the the Joker photo no. on this show, uh, so we won't. <laughs> and, I'd like uh, to point out though that I actually, funnily enough, I actually think Joker is going to be a cameo. I think oh, that, no, I, I think, think so. they made a big deal about this Joker picture, but when they finally released this photo, Mr. who's J. missing? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not a member of the no. Suicide Squad. He I never reckon, has been. I reckon Leto, Leto, Leto will only be in the first few minutes of the film, and mm. it'll just be a way to introduce Harley Quinn. Yeah, and then she's off on her own. I gotta say, I like. The look of Harley Quinn. I actually, if you go to BehindThePanels.net, I just put up an article this week about the history of Harley Quinn's uh, costume changes. And really the first one, major one, was uh, in 2009. She pretty much wore the red and black leotard yeah. all the way through. It was it was for the Batman Arkham Asylum game. Yep. They put her in the sexy nurse outfit. And then since then, we've had about 50 different costumes. So this is, to me, is just part of that that. My own, my only complaint is I think she looks great. My only complaint is I'd like to – I don't I, – I wish she hadn't been a blonde uh, because blonde was what she is as 
Quinzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would like to have seen her with darker hair, with the multicolored hair. But I have to say, the one thing about this image that stands out over everything else is they absolutely nailed Katana. Katana is on the note. But watch the latest Arrow. Oh, I'm really? Say, yeah, yeah. So there's, you know, there's a bit of continuity there, which, which to me is just sort of this weird confusion that they're doing because they've got Captain Boomerang in there. Yes. And Katana and uh, Deadshot, all, all of whom have appeared on television. So, and they're also doing a Flash, which has definitely got its own show on television. Mm-hmm. So, it does seem to me, you're absolutely right. I think, I can't remember if it was you, Dave, or you, David, said it. It's like Warner's got all these great cool ideas, but no one actually overseeing and coordinating yeah, them. We're like, about, we're that's how you've ended up with a Flash movie and a Flash TV series. They, why know? couldn't yeah. they unify their universes? Mm. You know, why couldn't they do what Marvel's doing and say, we kind of tie it all together, you know yeah. what I mean? Because um, you've already got three, like, you've got a Flash. Yes. So unless they end up with a multiverse and actually acknowledge that, like, you know, and then one day uh, Barry Allen will meet the, the in, in on TV, will meet the, Bar- the Flash from the movies, you know, that's possible. We have a great, you know? a great looking, a great not looking, but a great Flash too. I mean, he is... For all intents and purposes, the the, the TV flash is perfect. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, and they've, what they've done on television, and we certainly will talk about this in the next couple of weeks on the show, is they've built the DC universe. Yeah, on screen, like we're, we're they're not t- doing it in half measures. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're bringing Supergirl in. I mean, right? you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, I don't know whether that C, will be. That's not CW, but it's the same production producers, and there has been, been rumors, rumors that, that they cross could them do over. crossover. But they said it's difficult, but they haven't ruled it out. But even if they don't, they're they. Potentially, they could have. Yeah, you know what I mean. Potentially, they could have said, "Here's another one for that universe." You know, I mean, we just had Coast City introduced in yeah. um, Arrow, so you he know, went for pizza. Sorry, he went, for he went pizza. to pizza to Coast City. Uh, that's no, right. Um, uh, the Flash. The Flash. To, that's right. Ran to Coast City for, that's the, right, for the best pizza. There you go. So it's firmly established in that world, uh, which get- means we could bring Green Lantern in. <laughs> Absolutely, could John Deagle for Green Lantern people? Yeah, absolutely, I want to see that. Yeah, look, this this photo is. Look, you know, it's a cool looking image, but we, oh, look, it looks we like, still know nothing about the film. It looks like the Suicide you know. Squad. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, you look at it and go, the image is cool. It looks like the Suicide Squad. The only person who looks really out of place is Will Smith. Yeah. Although you've seen the other photo that was released of him. Yeah, yeah. With the, the full mask. And what do you, have you seen the guys with the full mask? And yeah, stuff? yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't. I don't think this looks bad or good. I just. I'm apathetic. Yeah. I, I look, like I you look know. What, I can't. I can't shake this feeling that it looks like that DC didn't have the rights for the Suicide Squad. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Like, it just looks like a bunch of people in not it, that not that great cosplay. I've got to say, most of it like, does look fairly generic. Like, yeah. I think if I wait five minutes, the the better Harley, the better Deadshot, they'll all walk past. I don't know if you can. Get you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if you like, can get better than that katana though. Uh, Tana is pretty much. That just looks that is, like cosplay. That is bang on to the. Comic I don't know. Books. It looks. It looks. It looks all right. What I about guess? the uh, I, 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 the I the Killer Croc? I like. No, I quite like Killer, Killer Croc. Okay. I yeah. quite like Killer Croc. I quite like Sorceress, and I quite like. Um, what's his name at the end? It's uh, he's in the, the New Fifty Two Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, this guy here. No, no, the other end. Oh, that's uh, Diablo. Diablo. El Diablo. Yeah. yeah El I Diablo. Guess, I just. I'm just not excited for the movie. Really. <clears> I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not like. A hater of it or anything. I don't like the look of Boomerang. I hope it'll be good. You know. Yeah, Boomerang. Although Boomerang's pretty close to the comic, I got to say he's got the jo- he's got the he coat the, with he the, the, the beanie. He needs the beanie. He needs his like flight attendants yeah. cap yeah, from yeah. the oh, seven attendants. and yeah, cap yeah, from yeah, seven. And I guess yeah. I guess I'm waiting to see what they sound like and all that stuff. Like Enchantress, yeah. I I know nothing about, and I don't really like the look that they're giving her here. Like uh, that's meant to be Enchantress there, that waif in the middle, mm, mm. in the left of center. Uh, but look, Harley Quinn looks fun. 
you know, and she looks she looks kind of cheeky and fun, like she's, she's meant to be. She's the brightest one there. I mean, she's the brightest one there. Looks like she's, and she's she's mocking the rest of it, which is what Harley Quinn does. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of like if that's the, if this is kind of representative of the tone of the film, super serious with this chaotic, um, you know, imp in the middle of it. Mm. Maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but speaking of super serious with a chaotic imp, I think it's t- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to talk about Alan Moore. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Doll dreams of stardom, which seems unlikely when she is fired from her job as a coat checker at a dance club. Yet when she takes a chance on an audition to become a mannequin for the reclusive and sought-after designer Celestine, she is drawn into his world when he becomes infatuated with her. An almost forgotten chapter of the maestro Alan Moore's most important era, it reworks the Beauty and the Beast tale as a screenplay written by Moore and impresario Malcolm McLaren, adapted for comics by Anthony Johnston, with art by Facundo Picasso. This is the dark side of humanity laid bare. This is Fashion Beast. Ah, a bit of classical there for you. That was the actual uh, score from the, the the 40s Beauty and the Beast, which Alan Moore references in his introduction to the hardcover edition. Can I say that, that was edition. more dramatic than anything in this book? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this it's been a long time coming to this book for me because uh, it started coming out in single issues, I guess, about two three years ago. Yeah. And David, you, I remember you talking. We can go back and listen to recordings yeah, at the time, I, I and you were read, talking about it. I read, I think, probably the first four mm. or five, and then stopped because I thought I'll wait till the rest of it's. Come I actually out. looked on my shelf. Um, I have up up to six in right. singles. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I stopped I because I said I'm gonna I'm gonna wait, read, read it as a collection, and we should do it on the show. And at the time you said, yeah, we'll do it on the show. And then it wasn't until you gave it to me for Christmas. Yeah, and I've just kind of been trying to fit into the schedule since, but we've had you know kind of something locked in. You so know. for this read, I actually started at the beginning again. I yeah. decided, I'll just start at the beginning and work my way through it again. And um, yeah, it's yeah. a comic. <laughs> Look, it's one of the things. Let's start with the fact that uh, it, it's heritage. This was originally written in the 80s uh, as a screenplay for uh, the, because Alan Moore was hot property at the time. So he, he was working with uh, Malcolm McLaren, impresario uh, Malcolm McLaren, who we know is you know kind of – uh, how, how do you describe Malcolm McLaren? He was a musician slash producer slash Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols uh, uh, slash you know kind of merchant of everything. Kind of yeah. he pulled a lot of stuff together. So the, these two people came together, and you always sort of get a bit, a bit dubious when people who aren't writers are involved in the creative process. And uh, it it was shelved for whatever reason. And he goes into great detail in the in the. Um, 
the introduction, mm, uh, mm. certainly to the hard paperback and the hardcover edition. He goes into and he says, "I'm not, I'm not used. To, I don't, I'm not normally one for writing forwards, so I work. But this has got a complex history, and it Here's does. Eighteen because, pages. <laughs> it, seriously, it's it, a really long. Form. It really is eighteen yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. It really is long. I ended up sort of getting through three quarters of it and thinking I should probably read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, so you get this thing, and so it's, it's finally been adapted in the last couple of years. To like Anthony Johnston did the comic adaptation to it, but the script is still all um, Alan Moore's. Yep. But he did so. I'm imagining he did like layouts and and I imagine and McLaren helped concoct the story. Yeah, Moore wrote the script. It's probably McLaren going. You know what, Alan? I reckon we should do a story that's something about Christian Dior and but Beauty and the Beast. Kind of marry those concepts up. What can you do with that? And he's sort of gone. Well, I reckon I'll go back to the cabin and give it a crack, eh? <laughs> you know? I could sit here all day and listen to this conversation. <laughs> Tell you what, Aaron, let's, let's say we, we make her, she's a girl pretending to be a boy who's pretending to be a girl, but she's but she's a model, right? <laughs> I don't even know why Malcolm McLaren sounded like. I imagine it's something like that. So, yeah, and that's basically- You imagine that Malcolm McLaren sounds like um, Sid Vicious in the movie, Sid Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and if you don't write it, Alan, I'll cut you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we'll right, never, I better give it a go then. Shall and I? then we'll never make it. But maybe twenty years later, I'll do a fucking comic book. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's not make it, right? <laughs> It'll be really and, subversive. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's going to be subversive, I'll give it a go. Um, so, <laughs> so, and you got to keep in mind, this was Alan Moore who was right. Who and we've got the the, the Watchman Ultimate Cut sitting here in front of us, <laughs> which he wouldn't right have. He actually says in the in the thing he goes, you know, it's kind of weird writing about you know me writing a screenplay that's adapted into a comic. He said, as you know, I've not had the greatest run yeah. of of and, and fondness for my works being adapted into screenplay. So this is kind of the reverse process. So this writing this was originally scripted like during the Watchmen writing process Ooh. as I understand it so this is this is Alan Moore at his creative peak um, and and you know I'm going to quote I think it's in if you read the Wikipedia entry and I, I know I go to that far too often but there was just a quote in there that I loved from comic book resources and it's something along the lines of it's pretty good um, it's a pretty standard Alan Moore story <laughs> which, which which is to say it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> which is the most cop-out review I've ever read. But uh, and it kind of is. Like you can see a lot of Alan Moore in this, right? You know, yeah. and you, you can, can, you yeah, can yeah. see a lot of Alan Moore in this. You can also see a lot of you can see a lot of Malcolm McLaren's punk background in yeah. this as well. I mean, just the, the finale of this book is mm. is all about tearing down the establishment. You right. Know? So, so and you can see this is kind of pre V as well. He's kind yeah, of done V yeah, within yeah. the next few years. Yeah, so. so I mean you've got you've got a lot of you've got a lot of more and McLaren. V for Vendetta, not the Lizard Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it clear. <laughs> Alan Moore's V, the series. You know? I would pay to see that series. <laughs> I would take that over an actual film version of this. <laughs> the, actual thing is, the thing is, I actually like this book in the end, and there's, there's, there's a lot... But it's not my. It's certainly not my favorite Alan Moore book by a long stretch. No. Uh, 
But it's it's kind of like it's got some interesting concepts, as you say. It's playing with all that stuff. It's yeah. playing with you know destroying the system with with nuclear winters are mentioned all throughout it, so, which is kind of forgotten halfway well, through. Well, I think it's really fascinating too because he <clears throat> set it in this weird time period. It's obviously yeah. the future, but not very far in the future. But it has almost a Victorian feel about it. Well, yeah. it's sort of that eighties, and it's like like the Watchmen, that late eighties period, mid to late eighties, where everyone was legitimately worried that. You know, the world was about to end. The world was yeah. about to end through mutually assured destruction. Yeah, you know? and and look, I thought I actually didn't mind this book. I look at it and go, "Have you told me that Alan Moore didn't write this? I would yeah. not be surprised. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> feel like classic Moore." It feels it's got yeah, elements. It's got, it's no, got, I, I no. actually think it feels very much yeah, like I classic. Think it feels, I, think yeah. I think it's got Insanely elements. Alan I think it's got Moore, elements yeah. of it. Yeah. But you can feel that. I mean, when you compare this. To mm. I'm talking about the writing, not the storyline or whatever, but the writing quality. When you compare yeah. this to V for Vendetta, or you compare this to Watchmen, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's panelled as how Alan Moore would. No, you know, you know the reason feels, for that. I think you know is, a, it feels adapted. I have to say, it's yeah. Alan Moore one step removed. Now, this guy yeah. who who adapted it has adapted a lot of. Uh, Moore's prose and poetry and other works, life works, to comic books as well. Right. But it does feel as though because we've all seen examples of Alan Moore's comic scripts mm-hmm. that he gives to his yeah, his writers. Yeah. And if you want to hear someone who's who's, I think. Uh, I think Freddie Williams was talking about back in the live show last year. He was talking about that that, that very complex scripts that Alan Moore does, and it's like you know, normally it's like. A, 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 a comic script is one page of comics. One page script equals one page of comics. Yeah. Where he will have like eight pages representing, <laughs> you know, one page of comics, and it's like that that famous Dave Gibbons story where it's like you know you get three pages describing what the rain looks like, and he said to an artist that reads it's raining. Yeah. You know, and and I think this is Alan Moore one step removed. So he's written this, he's scripted it, so it's all his words, mm. but he hasn't got that direct line of telling the artist, this is what I want yeah. Yeah. out of it. It's somebody else saying, this is what the art should look like. like and, you know? and I think the art's kind of amazing. You know? I mean, I'm I sure really Alan, like the art. Mm. I can tell you right I now, I don't yeah. think Alan Moore came down from the cabin yeah. to get this produced. I think this would have been more in line, like maybe for a Dave Gibbons or for, um, who's the From Hell artist? Um, oh, Eddie Campbell. Eddie Campbell. Australia's own Eddie Campbell. Yeah, like like Alan Moore probably wouldn't have wanted this kind of art maybe. Mm, I don't yeah. know. It, it, the art feels too mainstreamy, too poppy, but it's yeah. nice. It's really cool. It reminds like, me a little bit. There are some amazing bit. spreads, and I like the art a lot. Reminds I, me a little bit know. of um, the guy that does Lock and Key, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, just just on a like not quite as polished, but you know what I mean. It's uh, but it's interesting. I don't know, yeah, it also feels like it meanders a little bit in the middle. So it, it does. It starts yeah. quite strong. It's it's got, sets up a lot of stuff in the first few issues, and I think it ends quite strong with the whole breaking down of establishment. You know, mm. you got to tear it down before you can rebuild it and what have you. But I feel like in the middle, it kind of meanders a little bit after the reveal of the beast for all intents mm. and purposes, mm. and and. Her relationship with him, there seems to be a lot of yes, let's take photos of her. Yes, let's take, yeah. but we don't seem to progress for. But I well, kind of liked all that nonsense. It's because, man, like, and I think that's a commentary on the fashion yeah, industry as well. Totally. Maybe you yeah. know that there is there's all this repetition and vapidness. It breaks Ooh. hearts. It. it breaks minds. Yeah, and, like, and you look how quickly she goes from being oh within an issue. Yeah, within an yeah. issue, she's kind of like oh, I'm about to starve mm. and die on the streets. It's like I don't need any. And there's yeah. a, there's this like. <laughs> Awesome Alan Moore kind of, you can tell it's Alan Moore where it's like the media and the fashion world, they're the same. 
Yeah. You know, like, Ooh. yeah, and I, I don't know. Also, like, I, I kind of like this book a I lot. Also, I also had a bit of a problem with the passage of time because it feels like everything's happening very quickly. Yeah. And yet, then she goes back to her town. She goes back to her neighborhood. And so, yeah. And everything has changed. So, yeah. so you go, oh, so she's actually been gone for quite some time. Yeah, and I think I think that's sort of hard to establish in this in this format. But I, I think there's a lot of parallels between this and, say, V for Vendetta mm. because it's all about wearing masks as symbols. It's about... The face you present to the world versus, you know, uh, the the one that 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 you actually have, and and perception of self, and and deep childhood trauma in there, and certainly with with um, uh, um, God, I've forgotten his name already. Tomboy. Uh, uh, no, no, no. The 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 designer. Oh, the designer. Uh, Celestine. Oh. God, Celestine. I can't yeah, believe Celestine. that. I was about to say Christian Dior because apparently this is like loosely. I joked. I did the Christian Dior bit before, but apparently, it you read the introduction. It was kind of part of it was inspired by the reclusive life of Christian Dior, right, and right. and also um, uh, mixed with the the Beauty and the Beast fable. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, so there's elements of that in there as well. So when you when we kind of dig beneath the surface a little bit, I think there's a lot more going on uh, than we get because it, it is a very straightforward story. Yeah, well, yeah. on the surface, and it and the it's very li- very linear. It's yeah, and the Beauty and Beast stuff is very heavy handed in some aspects I think mm. and I, there's a nice twist about the beast aspect of it yeah I like mm. I like what they do do we want to spoil that do yeah, we want to talk about yeah, it yeah. Uh, the, the the big reveal is that they, they keep talking about the Celestine he's up in the in the in the rafters looking through the the the, the tainted the tinted glass and the tainted, sort of glass. The tainted glass tainted <laughs> glass um, and tapping on the the glass and waving whenever he approves of something and these two elderly women, the sisters, the, the, well, the they, they look so oddly out of place. Oh, but they were brilliant. They're yeah. like they yeah. were like they were like the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they were just perfect. Yeah, that's that, that, that Victorian element <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you throw in because there is this kind of weird. Off with the heads. <laughs> and this was brilliant. I love that. I love. And the, you know, well, actually, one of my favorite things in this book was I love in the very first issue they talk about the cl- the woman who's cleaning the storerooms, and mm. they basically say when she finishes cleaning the storerooms, she's fired. Yeah, she never gets fired. <laughs> she gets, no, she makes it all the way to the she, end. Of she she ends up taking on Johnny's job in, in the or Yoni's job in the end. It's because uh, uh, she just just by virtue of the fact she's been there yeah. <laughs> throughout the and whole she goes, thing. It's finally clean, and they're about to fire her. I guess, and then like, the events turn around. But to get back to the yeah. spoiler, we're about yeah. to spoil. Uh, is he, the big he, twist like? Is it fair to say like that they reverse the Beauty and the Beast stuff? I think so. Yeah, and, and you actually that, the question is: Is she meant to be the Beast? Yeah, yeah. Because mm. funnily enough. Yeah. I saw it coming. Or it's like King Kong um, thing. Like when, when, I did too. When, did too when, yes. Because, you know, he's got the yeah. one mirror. He doesn't look at the mirrors. He's been told we've never seen his face. And when she finally, when they turn the lights on and you see his face, but they used, I, went, I went, yeah, I kind of They used that, that a little bit at the end when the other guy takes over. Yeah, that yeah. kind of, the, the the power of the, the symbolism of that mirror, mm. you know, becomes, and, and it's, it's really actually the 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 heavy mantle of the role that kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, he's taking that on as well. He takes <laughs> on all that history almost with him. But yeah, the, the, the twist is basically that, He's not ugly at all. He's not a beast. He's this beautiful looking man, but he's been downtrodden by his mother. Mm. He's been downtrodden by the sisters that perpetuated this myth. And as far as the and, world is and, concerned, you know. And uh, our bell, for lack mm. of a, also perpetuates the myth. She, she decides to buy into it because yeah. it's convenient for her. Yeah. Mm. And this is, this is the really interesting thing. It's all about people out for their own good. It's very much an 80s book. It's all about... You know, getting yours. Greed. It is all about greed. Yeah. It is, you know, it's all we, about greed. And it's, I think it's fascinating on that level because it's not, 
transplanted straight out of the 80s into 2015, it doesn't feel dated at all. No, there no. are elements of Watchmen, as much as it is a masterpiece, we can kind of go, that's very 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, but this this kind of it does and feel. And part of that know. is because of, part of that is because of this weird era they set it in. Yeah, because it is a timeless era. You don't get a sense of time and place in this. It's a, and it's I a, wonder if that was a decision of. It's a fable. If that was a decision of Moore or a decision of uh, Anthony Johnston, the adaptation, I would say it's the, say it's the, uh, the artist I kind as well. Of, um, yeah, I kind of really like this book. Actually, I think my only negative is that it wasn't a movie. You would have liked it as a movie. More, oh, yeah. If it was a movie, it would have been shit. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it would have been like it would have been like Jodorowsky's June or something. Like who would they like, have cast? I don't know. It, it just been... Malcolm McLaren would have played it, maybe. Yeah, he would have it would have been. It would have been like like a, it would it would stand next to Brazil or something Probably. on your shelf. Oh, like it would yeah, it would have comparison. become one of these like absolute like mind crazy. So what you're saying is Terry Gilliam should have directed it. Yeah, it's like somewhere between that and like Kiss of the Spider Woman or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, weird. Just, I think it would it would have had this. It. it would have yeah. had this massive impact as a film. It's more suited for a film than a comic. I think. I don't know. I think there is something definitely because because. Between issues, like if you read this in singles, there's no real break between issues. It's kind of like the the end of an issue. There's not really there's some cliffhangers, but it's almost the next Very scene picks though, up yeah. picks up almost immediately. So when you read it as a trade, it's definitely the better way to yeah. read it because it's Is just, it just you read, one continuous yeah. flow. Because I haven't read the it trade. does. It reads as a continuous flow, just, yeah, and then, so. that's why I'm saying yeah. I think you're right mm. because as a movie, it's got that continuous flow. Yeah, right through, and that's how it's written. It's think, written to be one. You know, you are saying like, you the, know? like the, that kind of like the conversations that they would have had McLaren and them. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Don't make me do it again. Like, <laughs> my impression is like Adam. the like the word I I never I never use I never use this word, but like it's staying in my head now. Like mental. Yeah, you know, like this is mental. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what I feel like yeah. the, the, the intention is. Let's just make something mental. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. That's what that's what I like about it a lot. Is just that it's absolutely. Bug it's nuts. bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah, like no, there's there's like there's like pages in this that like I just forgive the twenty pages before, just of like you know they're like rolling around fighting in paint, yeah. in this amazing spread, and well, she's and just shouting also- out the c word like yeah, you know like and there's this whole it's this, this, stuff this like, obsession oh, with the playing of tarot cards, yeah, doing, which actually has no payoff whatsoever. That's interesting because and that's because <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore's I like how everyone's drawn with dead eyes. I like a lot, you know, like well, Alan, Alan Moore's got obviously, as we know, Alan yeah. Moore is a magician. Uh, and, <laughs> yes, he uh, is. No, I'm not even saying no, that facetiously. I know, I know. That's why I laughed. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, and actually, I love I think, his whole. I think he's actually a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> no, but I actually no, and, and no joking about it's, this. It's not joking. Yeah, and not spell, joking about this at all. Spells of words. Yeah, spells of words. I love that whole philosophy. I like to 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 spell. Look at me and Grant Morrison. To spell is to cast a spell. You know, the creation of words. And I was talking to uh, Christian Reed about this on Facebook. He's uh, we've had him on the show before. His 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 books and and his comics are always very infused with comic uh, magic as well. And he's very much following that philosophy, as you said. Grant Morrison follows that philosophy. Has sigils as part of his. I think Grant Morrison in was it Invisibles or Animal Man, where he was actually teaching uh, the readers how to cast a sigil. Yeah, uh, well, in, probably in, the, in, in both. Phases. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole notion, and so it's infused in this because that's what Alan Moore's about. But you're right; I don't feel as though it, there was a direct connection. It feels like to the, it feels like something Alan Moore wrote and shelved. And they use and that symbolism on the back. on yeah. the cover, like they make 
the tarot kind of symbolism a massive part. And on the singles, the and on thing. the singles, it is the it is the covers of most of the singles. Yes, and so you sit there and you look at it and go, and they play up and 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 you've got Celestine actually you throwing down tarot cards all the way through it. Yet it doesn't seem to actually have any relevance to the story in many well, ways. Well, he does kind of like there's there's his decision to Celestine's fate. Is brought about by the drawing of cards. I guess, yeah. You know, and uh, I'm sort of hesitant to spoil that because uh, that's yeah. the other major twist. Yeah, I think we'll leave that twist to yeah. read it. Yeah, and that's that decision to do that is brought about by the the one, the one with the reveal of him actually being a handsome man's about halfway through. So yeah, yeah. We'll leave that. We'll leave that where it is. But, but the, yeah, other, the other the other one's issue eight, I believe, which is a magnificent issue. Mm. Um, and that's where the mate there's like a major shift, and then you kind of you have still have two issues to go after yeah. that, as you think. That's interesting, you know, and and I, that's why I think your your uh, uh, idea, Dave, that this is a reversal of the Beauty and the Beast myth, that because of because of what happens in issue eight, about you know three quarters of the mm. way through, the fact that you know there's more after that, and there's more of a fate with with the other characters, mm. that kind of lends some weight to the thing that okay, well maybe there's a different Beauty and there's a different Beast mm. in that. Maybe mm. the Beauty and the Beast story was actually. You know Johnny and 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 Doll. You know, or maybe I kind you of know, felt like that. In, the to print two principal players here you know, are Johnny and and Doll. Doll, yeah. Um, the, the Celestine and the old ladies—they're all side characters. Yeah, because the, the the Johnny or I don't know if it's meant to be pronounced Yoni. Um, his character is kind of a little bit like the Bell that we've seen in other versions of Beauty and the Beast, mm. where he's he's kind of he's the one working away with the great ideas that no one's listening to, and and that kind of thing, and he. Wants to kind yeah, of aspire yeah. to be something more, and let's face it, Doll is actually quite <clears throat> a bitch. She's you know, horrible. She's horrible. She's a horrible. She's human almost being. like, and I'm, I'm using the Disney film as an example, but she's almost the Gaston <laughs> of of this. Going, yeah, I don't need you. Look at me, I'm beautiful. Yeah. You know? yeah. And oh god, I wish well, I'd used the Gaston like the <laughs> song at this point. The importance know? of beauty, I suppose, like the superficiality of the world. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the. the the hit of the story and the fashion industry itself, yeah. the commentary. Because Beauty and the Beast is the same thing. Like, yeah, I love you for who you are inside, but come on, please. When there's, <laughs> When's there's, the spell? Yeah. You know, like that. Be that's, beautiful. Be beautiful. That's, be beautiful. That's what the thing is, I guess. It's like, mm. well, I love you from for who you are, but you know, and there's a nice also, body, don't want to nice. look at you. There's also really? commentary on you know? the fashion industry as well. There's a, there's a <laughs> sequence in it where they're basically saying, "Oh, we'll just use some of the discard. Well, we'll just use some of the discarded fashions. The people will never know." You yeah. know, it's like you think, "Yeah, that's kind of how you feel." Sometimes. Sometimes we're just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, we'll just do this and people will just buy it because we made it. And there's all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff we haven't touched about, yeah. you know, Celestine's sexual repression Ooh. and the transgender the, politics, the stuff, transgender politics, the way uh, Celestine's mother treated him and how that came out as both the sexual repression, the the, the, the feeling that he was ugly, the his infatuation with Doll and all that kind of stuff that comes out of that. That's an interesting thread. And, and I think there was a little bit more to be dug deeper on that as well. But then, you know, maybe if we had, it would have taken away some of the, the you know, pardon the pun, magic of, yeah, the, of the story as well. You know? yeah. Oh, look, I didn't hate this book. I mean, I, I think I've been a, a little bit harder on it than you guys. I didn't hate it. I actually quite liked it. It is a very fast read. Oh, super fast. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, it just, once you start reading it, it just, issues fly by, you know, yeah. and it reads very, very, very quickly. Um, and it is fascinating in, in many ways of, mm. of how the structure of it is and the way it looks and the time period and so forth. I mean, it is a fascinating book. Mm. Um, 
Um, I just don't think it stands in the pantheon of, of high on Alan, no, Alan no. Moore's list of stuff. You know, no, certainly it? not. And yeah. I think you can really feel that this is but not like, solely an yeah. Alan Moore creation. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Mm. It's like vaguely interesting. It's kind of like it, it's Picasso paintings that aren't. Gernica. Do you know what it is? It's like they're still Picasso paintings. It's kind of like you know we you know, know Picasso churned yeah, out yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, like and not like, all of them. Yeah, all, like, you know, hits. You the Demersels to Avignon's all right, but I kind of like Gernica. You know, like it's, it's, it's like it's that kind of thing. That's but how it's I also that one like, step further yeah. because it actually isn't just Alan Moore as well. It's almost like saying it's a Picasso painting, but it's actually lined by somebody else. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't feel Picasso left some notes and someone else finished it. Somebody else finished it. It doesn't feel entirely like more. Oh, it's a Jackson Pollock, but not by Jackson Pollock. You know, like, yeah, or it's, like, it's a Jackson uh, Pollock finished off the painting, but somebody else set up the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, yeah, you know, it, it's it's as I said before, it's Alan Moore uh, yeah. one step. Yeah, I like yeah. that no. description a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's. But at the end of the day, it's still Alan Moore, and it's mm. still worth your time reading because it's, and it's Alan just Moore. Nice to have an Alan yeah. Moore. Let's face yeah. it. Come on, I mean, Alan Moore yeah. is not writing that much anymore. So no, and he's doing things like Crossed and mm-hmm. uh, Badlands and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, a few. He's got a Cthulhu book coming. Apparently, he's got a Cthulhu book coming out. He's still doing those kind of standalone uh, League of Extraordinary mm. Gentlemen spin offs like a Nemo books. Five hundred thousand word novel coming. Apparently, I think well, it I has think, to be no. It's a million on, word. A million novel. words. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be printed on Bible paper. So, it, so it can actually be binded in one volume. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Holy heck! I yeah. remember we actually—I don't know when Come, it's I think coming. it's called Jerusalem. It is I called believe. Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We reported on that million-word book at the live shows in Sydney last year. So that's how long go. we've been waiting to see yeah. that come to fruition. And, I, um, he, and he's doing film stuff as well. That's right. We made a joke that it was a million fire. of the same word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was like you know, and screw then, you, then, DC, then, screw you, DC. Over and over and over again. <laughs> but he actually typed them out. That's what's very disturbing I can't wait. about it. I can't wait for, for like, you know, in, in, in 20 years' time, yeah. Dan Dio to release Before Jerusalem. <laughs> you know? uh, before Fashion Beast. Let's just do before versions of the whole. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, I'm just seeing a million. If a, if a million words can be divided by three. <laughs> oh look! You know, at the end of the day, th- this isn't. <laughs> Screw you, DC. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't work out quite easy. It's about three hundred thirty-three thousand uh, point three three. Um, but it's uh, yeah. Look, I think I think uh, this isn't essential reading by any means uh, in terms of you know, as you said, mm. when compared with. It's contemporaries, Watchmen and V for Vendetta and From Hell and all those other books that were kind of coming out in that 10-year period. Um, but at the same token, it is a, still a fascinating story and it's yeah. still a fast read. And and I, if, if if the subject matter interests you, damn straight you should read this. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you just want to read some Alan Moore because Alan Moore, you know. Yeah. Come on, yeah. it's Alan Moore. Let's it, read and, some. And the hardcover looks great on a bookshelf. It does. It's, it's a really it's nice. a beautiful. So, I'll buy that hardcover. Yeah. Thank like you for really getting nice me for that for Christmas. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm looking at it again. I want it. So. It's an awesome, <laughs> awesome hardcover, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really well done. Uh, so uh, that's it for another show. Uh, we've done well. We've kept mostly to an hour, I think, although I have no, we're, no idea. We're just on an hour now. Excellent. So uh, next week, as we said, we'll be doing uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. And there will be spoilers in that, so if you're not up to date, you might want to you know leave that one for a few weeks. Just hold but off on it, yeah. but uh, we will be talking about because the big 
season for not two part season finale debuts uh, a week after this episode drops. Right. Well, actually, it'll be about three days after this mm. episode drops. So make sure you check. Maybe even on the same day that this episode drops. <laughs> so whenever you're listening to it, it's soon. Uh, so we'll be listening to that. We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, but until then, uh, you can find uh, if you've got something to say, uh, we want to hear from you. Send it, send your email to feedback at behindthepanels.net. Oh, I had a voicemail from Matt White. We'll play it next week. We'll play it. Okay. Sorry, Matt. We'll play that next week. Um, or drop us a voicemail on city number 0280114167 or Skype ID Geek Actually, and we'll play it on the show as unless we forget to do it. Uh, <laughs> which case we, we should do it probably next week. play the feedback. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, you, have you got bump. it ready to go? I or? don't have it ready to oh, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but you can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, That's both, what I'm saying. I'll play it next week. <laughs> both of them just search for behind the panels on both of those and you will find us. But of course, uh, the best thing you can do is subscribe to us on iTunes for free. And if you like the show, please leave us some feedback there because that's how we move up the rankings. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DVDBits and, of course, at BehindThePanels.net and TheRealBits.com. David. You can find me on GeekActually.com or on Twitter at David McVeigh. I should make a point that uh, we are having a new show joining our network soon. Yes. We're not quite sure hey. when it's joining. Uh, we're hoping if all goes to plan this week. Uh, but John D's show. Uh, Yay, is Nerd it, Corner. Nerd yeah. Corner is joining. <laughs> Nerd! Oh, I should have done. Yeah. So it's actually, it's actually yeah. a third-party show. It's actually in there. Corner. Opening song. Yeah. 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 It's actually a third-party show for the network. We're not actually producing it, but we're actually bringing it into our family. So John actually, D, actually John D is basically part yeah. of the He's family part of our anyway. family anyway. So we should say John D and John Hammond, the two yes. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually listened to all the Nerd Corners. Have now. you listened to yeah. all of them? There's only five, yeah. and they're awesome. Yeah, It's a really good show. It's yeah. really, it's kind of like, sort of like what we do. It's a combination of what we do on Behind the Panels and Geek Actually, but those two guys are just great to listen to. It's two nerds who sit there and just talk about about the week's events, yeah, and it is, and they're very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 like you know, there's, there's a reason we're friends with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, so very, very look for that on the yeah. uh, super feed, and then once it's on, once it's on the super feed, it'll actually get its own so, feed. So as let well. me get this straight. That means there are f- going to be four shows on this network. Correct. I'm very and, tired, and two of them don't have you on it. Yeah, that means actually everybody in this room. There's two shows that know that that some, but somebody's not on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. That's great. Although you have been on the other show, we need a. We yeah, need I've, a I've guessed it. <laughs> we need a vendor, and you've both been on on Pillow Fort. So well, that's you know. true. Yeah, there you go. But none of us have been on Nerd Corner. <laughs> none of us. Okay, there you go. But Nerd we've Corner. all we've we've all. Oh, I won't. I won't Actually, go there. can I can, <laughs> no, I stay, can I say for the record? I did, I've been to Paradise, but never been to me. <laughs> I will stay for the record. I did talk to John D at the live show and said I feel a Nerd Corner geek actually crossover. Uh, I know. Coming. I know how to do. No, but let's get Amy and do a do a crossover with all the shows. I know how to make the joke in a PG way. We've yeah. all been together at some point. Oh, that's 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 true. Did we yeah. use protection? <laughs> I I have seen you all wearing next to nothing. I'm going to put it that way. Yeah. And you were wet at the time. Oh yeah, come yeah. on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not here. Okay. <laughs> that is it for another show. We uh, are punchy and tired and we want to go and eat some fuds. Pizza. Pizzas. Pizzas. I had Ooh, pizza that. for lunch. I'm going to find something else. But so until next week, I am Richard the Grey. I am David the McVeigh. I am David Long. Go. <laughs> is that the new age of Ultron? Oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, and this has been behind My the name pan. is Oliver Queen. <laughs> My na- your name was Oliver. Oh, Cohen. really? Yeah. <laughs> and this has been behind the panels. Behind the panels is a production of geekactually.com. <laughs>